Diwali, the Festival of Lights, is a vibrant and colorful celebration that marks the victory of light over darkness and good over evil. We invite you to celebrate Diwali with a drive through two and a half miles of sparkling lights at the Bull Run Festival of Lights in Centerville, Virginia. The Bull Run Festival of Lights is open November 10th through January 7th. Save time and money by purchasing a ticket online at bullrunfestivaloflights.com. That's bullrunfestivaloflights.com. We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at usaa.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. Well, shalom and welcome to the Bishop Kevin Former Leadership Podcast. So glad to be on with you and sharing with you. This podcast is designed to help leaders go further, faster, and that's really what we are all about, empowering you to get results. Everything Bishop Foreman, everything Harvest Church, everything Harvest Leadership Network is about you getting results. I'm going to move very uh, succinctly today. And so, again, welcome. If you don't have the Harvest mobile app, get it. You got to get it. How can I get it? Two ways. One. You can go to harvestchurch.church and get it that way. Or number two, you are also able to, at the time of this podcast, text the word HARVEST, H-A-R-V-E-S-T, to the phone number 59769. That may change in the future, but that's what it is today. Text the word HARVEST, the phone number 59769, and you can avail yourself to the podcast, or excuse me, to our app. And uh, in our app, you can get messages, music, and so much more. Also want to encourage, if you're not a member of the Harvest Leadership Network, we'd love to have you be a part of it. We're all about empowering uh, leaders so that we can seize the harvest and change regions. And, and uh, that's what we're all about, leaders in the seven areas of society, of church, arts and entertainment, and entertainment, business, family, media, government, and education. And so if you're a leader in any of those areas, who speaks into you? I would love to have the opportunity to speak into you and speak into your life and equip you. Every leader needs a leader, and I would love to have the privilege of doing that for you. You can join the Leadership Network, again, at no cost currently at this time. You can find out more about it. I got another text for you. You can text HLN to 59769 for Harvest Leadership Network, uh, or you are also able to simply go to harvestchurch.church and click on the uh, link there for the Harvest Leadership Network or find out more about it in our app also. I uh, also want to encourage you, guys, submit your praise report. So many things are happening in a great way for leaders that are connected to Harvest connected to the Harvest Leadership Network, and uh, I love reading your praise reports. So be sure to share them. Uh, so many from leaders that are there that you can see in our app, and you know that they're in there because we don't edit. The only thing we may do is if a person puts their name in, we may pull their name out. Other than that, it's exactly how that leader submitted it or that person submitted it. And so I want to encourage you to make sure you're submitting your praise report. Uh, here's a simple one, but again, it's a major deal uh, for this individual. It says, prayer works. I've been praying for my best friend slash brother for months. I've been praying God give him an increase in his pay because it hurts me to see him struggling so badly. We talked this morning and he's got a new job. Come on, y'all. Make it more money. God is good. God is great. Prayer works. Hashtag faithful givers flourish. Uh, here's another one uh, uh, that says, Bishop is real. On Tuesday of last week, God let Bishop do pop-up prayer. Guys, if you don't Follow me on social media. Do so. All of the social media channels are at Bishop Foreman, B-I-S-H-O-P-F-O-R-E-M-A-N. 
It says, as always, the prayer was timely and resonant. This time, Bishop told everyone uh, to uh, to give $24 as a seed into your faith. Watch God respond within 24 hours with a miracle. And uh, in that, it goes on in past ministries. I've heard leaders speak and uh, encourage believers to give for different reasons. However, never before have I experienced any results from this type of giving outside of harvest. Come on, God. As an act of obedience, not fully understanding and without a specific miracle in mind, I obeyed. And gave what he said, give deep inside. I did believe it was possible for God to act in a miraculous way. Here it is, guys. In response, literally the next day, 24 hours, just like it said, a notification came saying, thank you for your payment. But I didn't make a payment because I don't have auto pay. Behold, it says somehow two months of my car payment were paid with no notice to me from whomever paid it. This is the first time in my life I've ever experienced where obedience and giving uh, made such a difference. Lesson for me is that our bishop is a sincere man of God who loves us and hears God's voice. Amen for that. Submit your praise report. Uh, if you're connected, we would love to hear how God is moving in your life. I want to give you this as we are in a year, uh, all things new, 2020. Now, you may be listening to this in 2021 or 2022 or whatever time. The principles I'm going to give you are timeless. So today's topic uh, and today's leadership talk is called Two fish, five loaves. Two fish, five loaves. Two fish, five loaves. Before I get into that, individuals always ask, Bishop, how do I sow into you? How do I sow in the harvest? I'm blessed. I'm growing. I'm learning. I want to sow into. See, I believe in the principle of giving. Faithful givers flourish. Luke 638 in the Bible teaches us this simple principle that faithful givers flourish given it shall be given unto you it's all throughout the bible and i believe in that principle i am a giver so i never teach or ask anybody to do anything that i don't do myself and so before i get into today's leadership talk if you want to give a couple of simple ways you can give one harvestchurch.church and you can click the give button that's one way number two if you use the cash app you can go Harvest Church Give. You'll know where it's where you're supposed to be because you'll see the Harvest V. Harvest Church Give or Bishop Foreman, F-O-R-E-M-A-N. You can do that. If you want to send a check or money order, you're welcome to do that. You can get that information from harvestchurch.church. Um, tons of folks that are connected to us, though, love to use text to give. That's a simple way to do it. You can text the amount you want to give. Say you want to give a thousand. You can Put that in the message. You'll send it to the phone number 84321 uh, as of the time of this recording. And then it'll ask you for the church name. You'll type in Harvest Church. It'll ask you for a zip code. You put in 812. Again, when you see the V, that's where you're supposed to be. Simplest, easiest way to give those. Uh, I said two options. I gave you three. Harvest Church, that church. Uh, and just click give and it'll give you tons of options. PayPal's on there. Tons of great options as of the time of this podcast. All right. So make sure that you sow. I believe in sowing and giving. So especially as a leader, you got to be a giving leader so that as a leader, you're creating a culture, whatever you're leading, whether it's church, business or whatever you're leading, you want to create a culture of generosity. But if you're not generous, you can't create you can never beget what you and, and birth what, what you're not first pregnant with. Right. You can never beget or birth and produce in people what it is you're not already doing yourself. All right, so I encourage you to do that. Here's today's leadership talk. Two fish, five loaves, all right? In this, I want to start, before we read the scripture, I want to start with a principle. One, elevation begins with revelation. One, elevation begins with revelation. You know, the Bible is full of examples, and regardless of whether or not your context is church or not, the principles of the Bible work in every context of life. See, the Bible is not just for church. It's for life. 
And it's full of examples of how God wants to elevate every aspect of your life. God specializes in taking what seems insignificant and elevating it to make it dominant. He took a shepherd named David, elevated him into a king. He took two fish and five loaves of bread and elevated that meal to feed thousands. God takes nothings and elevates them into somethings. And so uh, I want to give you some very practical tools to see everything about what you lead elevate and watch me, everything about your life elevate. It's easier for it to show up in what you lead if it's first in your life. I'm going to give it again. It's easy for it to show up in what you lead if it first shows up in your life. And also, let me say this, guys. You can tweet if something sticks out to you like, oh, that's good. Tweet it. Uh, Insta story it, Snapchat it, you know, you could do all any of those things, post it on Facebook, tag me in it. I would love for you to get social and let's share these great revelations. I want to see more lives impacted. All right. So make sure to share that. Um, so leaders can never get satisfied with the status quo. You've got to believe that God can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. And so I want to talk today about uh, you uh, elevating. All right. Elevation begins with revelation. So to elevate, it means to raise or to lift something to a higher position. I need you to open your mouth and say, everything connected to me is being elevated. Say this, say, everything connected to me is going to a higher position. Come on, I need you to speak this out of your mouth. I need you to do it right now and say this with me. Say, everything connected to me is being raised to be more important and impressive. Come on, open your mouth and say it to being more important and more impressive, because that's the second definition to raise something to be more important uh, or impressive. Here's the third definition of elevate. It means to increase the level or amount of. And finally, it means to increase your range. Woo! These are good definitions. All right. These are great definitions. So to raise or lift something to a higher position, to raise to a more important or impressive level to increase the level or amount of, and to increase your range. So to do those things, to see elevation, you first have to have revelation. Um, so let me give you the second principle. So now you, you understand what elevation means. Let me give you a second principle. Your limitations initiate his demonstrations. Your limitations initiate his, which is God, God's demonstrations. Um, the story of this miracle that involves two fish and five loaves of bread, which we're gonna look at in a moment, uh, is the divine tapestry that could be exegeted uh, in the Bible. That means explained uh, from, the, from many angles, some of great depth and some of great simplicity, but all would be of significant profundity. They'd all be profound. Jesus himself illustrates some of the various approaches that could be used. See, he is the bread from heaven that filled the people to the point they were all full and there were leftovers enough to uh, fall of the 12 ruling apostles. Uh, Jesus says, beware of the leaven of the doctrine of the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees, because um, although it's wrong, it's still filled a void for some teaching. What I'm saying to you is, is that there's lots of vantage points that we can look at this particular story. I want you to look at this from a position of elevation. So in Matthew chapter 14, verse 12, it says, then his disciples came and took away the body and buried it and went and told Jesus, when Jesus heard it, he departed by there from a boat to a deserted place by himself. When the multitudes heard, they followed him uh, on uh, foot <clears throat> from the cities. Um, so literally, the Bible says they go to a, a, a deserted place. Literally, it's an uncultivated, unpopulated, unpopulated, desolate place. From a figurative sense, it's a barren, solitary place that also provides 
needed quiet or freedom from disturbance. And this is something important to understand as a leader, because you're going to need times where you can go to solitary places. I need you to hear that. Uh, the Bible says that Jesus went there by himself. As a leader, you've got to learn how to take some time by yourself, because sometimes you're so busy working in something that you're not able to work on that same thing. And as a leader, it's not just your job to work in what you lead. It's your job to work on what you lead. Here's the difference. If you're working in it, that means you're doing the day-to-day -day, you know, uh, work and the day-to-day -day paperwork, the day-to-day -day grind, the day-to-day -day hustle, all of that. But when you're working on it, that means you're stepping back and saying, I need to change this. I need to change that worker. I need to change this employee. I need to change that system. Hmm, I need to change that website. When you're so busy working in it, you're never able to work on it. And so the, this teaches us a very powerful principle um, that this deserted place that Jesus is at, it actually is a Greek word, eromos. Um, ironically, it's where the limitless Lord shows himself strong uh, in the limiting uh, scenes of life. In other words, the story we're about to dive into teaches us that the elevation process begins in the wildernesses of life. Of life. In other words, as a leader, when there's certain areas where it's uncultivated, unpopulated, desolate, barren, that's where you begin elevation. When you're able to get some quiet time, that's where you're able to begin elevation. So don't, as a leader, don't be mad at your wilderness times because those are the times where you're getting ready to elevate. So I want you to think about the areas of your life where there's some wilderness because those are areas you're getting ready to have elevation. Verse 14, and when Jesus saw, or Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude and he was moved with compassion for them and he healed the sick. Uh, he healed the sick. Verse 15, when it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, this is a deserted place and the hour is late. Now, this is amazing because Jesus is in this deserted place. And now there's a great multitude that has followed him there. Now, I want you to see the power of leadership. There's several principles here. One they followed the leader, even though where the leader took them was a barren, uncultivated, unpopulated place. The reason this is significant is because to realize as a leader, every decision you make, you're impacting lives. So it's important that you make good decisions. I want you to say this. Say your name. And I want you to make this declaration. Say makes great decisions. All right. Say your name. Say makes godly decisions. Okay. Um, the reason that's important is because they came and they found him, even though the place that he was, was in a deserted place. Um, and so uh, the scripture says that he was moved with compassion and he healed their sick. And this is really powerful. Um, verse 15, when it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, this is a deserted place. The hour is late. Send the multitudes away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. Now, we see an interesting principle because Jesus' disciples um, are telling him, hey, send them away so they can go. It's late and it's desolate. There's no shops out here. There's no place for them to get food. There's no restaurants. There's no, you know, nobody's got any bread. You know, there's nothing out here. So send them away. The first mistake was that they thought they could correct up. Who were they to tell their leader what they were going to do? And I want to give you a very powerful principle, leaders, about two fish, five loaves and elevation. Whenever you begin to elevate so you can work on it and not work in it, you're going to begin to see the flaws of the people around you. And you have got to begin to address those flaws. This is so important. 
I've learned it's useless to counsel people that are intent on not listening. Often the rebellious are only rehabilitated through loss. So as a leader, you've got to decide, you know what, when you start working on it and you start to have elevation, you're going to say, you know what, wait a minute, we can't, no, wait, wait a minute. Why is this person doing it this way? Why is this happening like that, thus and so? So look at verse 16. Jesus said to them, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. What does he do? He checks them. Because what he's really saying is, listen, these people have followed me all the way out here and I've healed their sick and they're still here. We need to do something about this. See, leaders don't let, watch me, listen, leaders don't let the little things slide. Oh, wait a minute. Because you may think as a leader, well, it's no big deal. And in their mind, this wasn't a big deal. Just send them away and let's go. Jesus, although the people were little to them, Jesus realized, listen, guys, we're in ministry. And in ministry, this is the business of people. This is all about people. This is about people's lives. This is about changing the lives of people. This is all about people. And Jesus' disciples are like, well, just get rid of them. And Jesus is like, no, you feed them. Let's feed them. They've been out here. They came on the way out here. Let's feed them. Which means Jesus didn't let something that was little to them slide because it was important to him. And as a leader, you have to make sure that as you're growing and building whatever it is you're working on, that you always are correcting when necessary because you don't want to set bad precedent. You may say, well, Bishop, it can feel like babysitting sometimes. Change your mentality and realize it's the, it's the leader's job to keep things in alignment. He says, they don't need to go away, verse 16. You give them something to eat. In essence, Jesus said, you want them to go away because them remaining is going to reveal your lack of faith. All right. Verse 17. And they said to him, we have here only five loaves and two fish. And other words, said, we don't have enough for them, which means they weren't thinking like leaders because leaders always want to figure out how can we take what we have and maximize it. I want you to say this. Say, I'm going to take what I have and I'm going to maximize it. Come on, leaders, say it, say it. Come on, because that's what you're going to do. Say, I'm going to take what I've been dealt and maximize it. He says, and they said to him, we have only five loaves, verse 17, and two fish. He said, bring them here to me. In other words, when, when, when the right things get in the hands of the right people, little becomes much. I'm going to say it again. When the right things get in the hands of the right people, that little can become much. Sometimes as a leader, you keep saying, I need more. The reality is, is that, watch this, it's got to get into the right hands. So what ends up happening is they, they show, sow these two fish and five loaves. Um, to go up, you got to sow up. And I want to say that to every leader. To go up, you've got to sow up, which is not just financially, but your time. Who's, whose thing are you helping to build? Even as a leader. What are you helping to build? If you're part of the Harvest Leadership Network, how are you helping Harvest to advance if I'm your leader? Uh, are you catching the point? Um, you, to, to go up, you must sow up. Verse 19, then he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass. So what did Jesus do? Jesus brought order. So we're in this demonstration. So there's limitation, right? So remember, remember, elevation begins with revelation, but then limitations initiate his demonstration. So there's limitation. So they, you know, practically, that doesn't look like it's going to be enough to feed all these people. But watch this. Jesus says, bring it to me. Bring it to me. Bring it to me. Bring it to me. All right. And the scripture says this. He tells them to sit down on the grass, um, which is important because he knew that if they weren't sitting on the grass, they were going to get dirty. 
Uh, he knew that if they weren't sitting down on the grass, uh, that it wasn't going to be as comfortable. So think this through. Jesus thought through the instruction he gave, and he wanted to make sure that when he gave them this instruction, it wasn't going to create another problem. Watch me, leaders. Whenever you are dealing with limitations, it's very important that your words are very clear and that your instructions are well thought out. Jesus didn't just say, everybody sit down, because some would have sat down on the dirt. Some would have sat down, uh, presumably, in places that wouldn't have been comfortable. That would have created another problem for Jesus. All right. He took the five loaves of bread and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he blessed and he broke. He blessed and he broke. Watch what he did. He took what he had and he blessed it. He prayed over it. So here's the principle I want to give you, leaders. What are you doing with what you have? What are you speaking over with what you have? What are you declaring over what you have? Um, because the reality is um, that you may think, well, I need more. Well, what have you spoken over what you already have? What have you declared over what you already have? He blessed it. And I want to challenge you leaders to begin to bless what you have. See, two fish, five loaves. You may say, well, it's not enough. Well, I need this. Well, I need that. If, you, if you're a pastor and you want to do some broadcasting and you're saying, well, I only had this one camera. Well, bless the camera you have. Are you catching it? You may say, I want my business to go to the next level. Well, bless what you currently have. You may say, I want my employees to work better. Well, bless what you currently have. He took what they had and he blessed it because your limitations are going to initiate his demonstrations. He blessed what they had. And then what did he do? He broke it. What does that mean? He distributed it. In other words, he says, how can we make this work in our current context? And as a leader, I want to challenge you. Watch this. Your job is to be the chief problem solver of whatever it is you're leading. I want to challenge you to see what can I bless and break? What can I take, speak life into it, speak life over it, and then distribute it? Um, he took it. He blessed it. Then he broke it. And he gave the loaves to the disciples. And the disciples gave to the multitudes. Notice what he did. He didn't try to go feed everybody himself. And as a leader, sometimes you feel overwhelmed and you'll say, this is too much. It's not too much. The way you're doing it is the problem. The weight's not the problem. The way you're carrying the weight is the problem. Got it? The number of people isn't the issue. The way you're handling the number of people is the issue. Jesus did not try to feed everybody himself. What did he do, guys? He said, let me bless it. Let me distribute it. And who did he give it to? He says, let me give it to my disciples. Let me give it to those immediately around me. And then from there, they're going to give it to the multitude. And, uh, and of course, uh, uh, what's significant is when the Bible says he looked up towards heaven and infers that he prayed. And sometimes we complain far more than we pray. There is a, uh, a pastor who wrote a book. His name is Pastor Mark Batterson. And he wrote this line. Prayer is the difference between the best you can do and the best God can do. Come on, leaders. You hear me clapping over here. Prayer is the difference between the best you can do and the best God can do. See, he took their little and elevated it to become much. Jesus blessed it and broke it. And I want to say this to every leader. The breaking is necessary so it can multiply. Your breaking occurs, watch this, after your blessing. Now, you better catch that. Let's be personal. In your own lives, you may say there's certain things where you have got areas of your life uh, where you feel like you're being broken. Well, if you're being broken somewhere, that means you've already been blessed somewhere. See, evidence is that you're blessed that the breaking didn't destroy you. The breaking is going to make you.
Let's go further. Verse 20. So they all ate and were filled. Stop. Not only did they eat, but they got full. See, it would have been one thing for them to eat, but still be hungry. But when God does something, God makes sure. Watch this. Ephesians 3.20. He does exceedingly and abundantly. And above all that we can ask or think. So he made sure that they were full. Um, and the Bible says that they took up 12 baskets full of fragments that remain. Well, how many of there were, when the Bible references disciples here, it's really referring to a group that he made the initial apostles or the ruling apostles, the 12. Uh, that's what it's referencing here. So each one of them had a basket of fragments that remain. Now, listen to this. Verse 21. Now, those who had eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and children, which means it was between somewhere between 10 and 30,000 people that ate from two fish and five loaves of bread. Simply watch the line because of how they handled their limitation. Here's my encouragement today to you, leader, is one elevation is happening for you and what you lead. It's all of those definitions that I gave you. But in that, it's you're going to see that elevation predicated upon how you handle your limitations, how you deal with your limitations. And I want to encourage you, go back through this. It's simple. I know I didn't give you a whole lot of deep, deep meat tonight, because sometimes as a leader, we don't need deep because we, we need simple so that we can quickly execute. And so the reality is that sometimes what's simple really is deep because we can finally execute it. So somewhere between 10 and 30,000 people ate simply because of how God handled the limitations. What was he doing? He was teaching a leadership principle. He was teaching those around him and us. Instead of saying we can't get it done, what we've got to do is say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Everything about our lives are in, is in a state of elevation, okay? a state of elevation. How do you know that? Because the Bible tells us this, that he takes us from faith to what? Faith, from glory to glory, from level to level is what the scripture infers there. And so at the end of the day, um, it is so important that we understand that. So God is always about uh, making sure that we are elevating in every area of our lives, all right? And so in that, um, it's so important that we see that. I'll give you a scripture for that. Second Corinthians 3.18, but we all with open face beholding as in the glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to what? To glory. It implies movement, elevation, all right? So it's important to understand this very simple principle uh, about our lives. And when you understand that principle, then you recognize the second principle that your limitations initiate his demonstrations. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for this world changing, curse breaking, line crossing, boundary breaking leader. And I pray that today they take whatever their two fish and five loaves are. Every leader has some. Um, they probably know what they are without even having to get that deep into the conversation. Show them how to maximize their two fish and five loaves. Father, we're going to bless it and then we're going to distribute it. We're going to bless it. We're going to speak life to it. We're going to speak well of it. When we begin to bless what we have, we get creative with it. Let's go. When we begin to pray for what we have, we get creative with it. So give us the ability to do that. I come against stress for every leader. And we rebuke that now. I come against a feeling of discouragement and defeat on every leader. We rebuke that now. We declare by faith that they are strong and courageous, just like you told Joshua. They are bold and creative. 
It's in Jesus' name we pray. Every leader says amen. Hey, guys, this was a simple one and a short one. I want you to listen to it a couple of times and really look at the areas of where your two fish and five loaves. And then I want you to just follow the simple principle that we learned from Jesus today. Again, if you want to sow into today's uh, leadership talk, you can do that. Harvest Church, that church. Uh, click the give button. You can use the cash app, Harvest Church Give, all one word. That's the cash tag or Bishop Foreman, F-O-R-E-M-A-N. Love you guys. And uh, listen, we're going to be to our normal calls if you're part of the Leadership Network. And really, you don't have to be part of the network to be on our calls. So make sure you stay connected to us on social media. And uh, again, you can text HLN to 59769 and stay connected with the Harvest Leadership Network. Love you. Have an amazing day. Shalom. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.